What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Fit in Japan, and I am Johnny. And I'm Mike. Nice to be here, Johnny. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you here. If we can get this, this introduction straight this time. <laughs> See, this is what happens when we drink at an Irish pub before we do a podcast. I think it's the Kill Kenny. It's having an effect. It's having an effect on me. I know that. Oh, God. Uh, I think Kenny's killing us both right now. Yeah, Holy shit. I, gotta love it. No, you do gotta love it, man. But, um, yeah, faders, as you know, Got Fitted Japan's about two dudes booze, Japan, and the news. And today, the news is going to be the news of Mike and the situation that he's been going through and what he's continuing going through. And, um, yeah, it's it's one hell of a ride, faders. And uh, we're going to fasten the seatbelts, crack open a beer, and get down to it. But um, before we do that, this episode number 280, motherfucking one. Holy shit. By the way, you can swear. I know you, <laughs> you don't swear too often, but you know what? Let it loose, man. Open up your belt and just let the schlong go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, and I'm just, it's a pleasure to be here. As, uh, you know, I, as you know, I've uh, bought a couple of your paintings, several of your paintings, and they're decorating the rooms in my new house, so I'm really, really happy to be here, Johnny. Wow, um, yeah, I don't have to, like, like sell myself now. Because <laughs> usually I'm like, please buy a painting. Oh, please yeah. support the show. Somebody out there buy a painting. But actually, you, you did buy a painting. and Actually, you bought a couple of paintings. And Mike I got three so of them, man, and they're fucking amazing. I love them. You have a real cool eye for sort of uh, mixing sort of manga, whatever, influenced art with whatever. I like it, man, and it just looks so cool. And the one you did of me with the guitar is, of course, my favorite. Okay, well, that's the show for today, Faders. Thanks very much. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's all I wanted you to hear. <laughs> tip your waitress. <laughs> oh, you don't have to tip in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> give, your, give, give your waitress a tip, yeah. That's right. Or if I'm working at Camuso, definitely give me a tip. I'll take a tip. I'll take all the money you got in your pockets. There you go, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, Mike, how long have you been in Japan? I've been here eight years now. Eight? And I still suck at Japanese. You, you know? still suck at Japanese eight years? You know, you know, the thing about Japan is you can live here for a very, very long time and you don't have to speak Japanese. Like, I, I know a guy that I'm going to have in this show eventually... He's been here, he, like, he left Vietnam, like, after the Vietnam War, he was stationed in Japan, he got a chick pregnant, and then the rest is history. He's been here the whole time, and all he knows is mushy mushy. <laughs> <laughs> True fucking story! Man, that's, well, that makes me feel good, because I'm, I'm just a little bit beyond that, but, uh, mm -hmm. my excuse, as I like to say, or, you know, like, tell, tell the Japanese people, Iwake, my excuse, is that I've always worked in English companies or English environments yeah I mean I worked at NHK but I worked in the in the English side of things and I've always worked for English companies or at university teaching and stuff like that so I've never really had that opportunity to work in a Japanese environment completely and I think that makes a big difference I think it does like I mean if you're in a company where you're forced to speak Japanese or any language you know like if you're in Russia and you have to speak Russian or French yeah. you gotta speak French you know, you're definitely going to pick up the language a lot faster than if you're in a like a like a, a company where you're speaking your native tongue. You know, or if you're having sex with a Japanese girl, I mean, you're going to learn. But I, you know, my my ex-wife was, she she didn't want to speak Japanese. She was Japanese, but she only wanted to speak English. And as I like to say, she could be mean in two languages, not just one. But uh, she would not teach me Japanese, and she didn't want to speak Japanese at home. So I never learned anything from her, except for the bad words. Except for the bad words, exactly. Which we may not want to mention here. No, no, you can definitely mention those. Like, baka. Ba oh, baka. Oh, man. Well, that's as, as bad as a Japanese gun. Like, isn't well, it? No, 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 no. You don't have see? friends see? like mine. See? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your, your, your ex-wife is not that bad because, I mean, uh. there's some really, really bad ones. I, You know, I, I got creative. When I started learning Japanese, I was like, 
if I put this word here, and if I put that word there, and I put a little verb right there, I can say something extremely offensive <laughs> that is completely creative, and I don't think anybody's ever said that before. For example, which means your mouth smells like shit. <laughs> now, you can replace... It sounded like one of those old Japanese war films when you said that. You know, well, I, I learned a lot of Japanese by watching like movies. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> That's why I sound like a fucking like, like a cartoon fucking whatever. But, or, but here's another one. Which means your breath smells like dick. <laughs> or you could... All right, we did shit, we did dick. We could even say pussy. Which means your breath smells like pussy. Which actually is a compliment. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Yeah. Really? It smells like pussy? Man, so my like, dentist is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to tip that man. Yeah, but where where are those like you know m- medical instruments been then? They're like, oh fuck, what's he been doing with that shit? Well, he moonlights as a gynecologist. There's, oh. there's a friend of mine says a groin a groin ecologist. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Uh, that's how I got my cold sore. You know what? Like what? Speaking of that, why would anybody like being a groin ecologist is one thing. But being a proctologist, like, why the fuck would you want to go through school for a million years to, to look up some guy's ass? You know, I mean, you know, what's the deal with that? Paycheck. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. Absolutely paycheck, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So let's talk more about your ex-wife. Like, like, let's let's go let's, seriously now. Yeah. Let's rewind. Do you want to go serious? We we still like hang oh, out. Let's go serious. Yeah. Like, all right, let's go all the way back in time and stuff. Like, how did you meet her? Like, how did the situation happen? The A, B's, and C's of everything that happened and stuff like that. Let's just break it down and stuff. Sure, man. Well, I... If, I, if that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's cool with me. I mean, I'm from Canada. I'm from Toronto. So uh, we met in Toronto. My wife was over there. Uh, she's Japanese, but she was in town studying English initially when we met. Mm-hmm. And then later she went, you know, she studied some university or some college courses in art. She was actually a talented artist, too. And she is a talented photographer. And we met and we got married and uh, we lived there for like four or five years and we had a son. We got married and then we a year later we had a son. Did you get married and have a son in Canada? Yeah. So your son's Canadian? He's Canadian. A? Yeah. And he was actually, <laughs> when we moved to Japan, he was four and a half. So he'd, he'd been speaking some English with his friends, little friends and with me. And then we moved to Japan in 2008 and... Uh, you know, things didn't really work out, so around 2010 we separated, 2011 we got finally divorced. Wait, wait, so why, how, why did things not work out? Was it just like the culture, or was it like, you know, um, just like, you know, she had her life, you had your life, or just one thing happened, or... She's nuts. She's nuts? I, I don't want to defame anybody, but she's nuts. No. Well, you're I, not I saying your she... name, so it's okay. You're yeah. not saying your last name, so it's right. okay. So what kind of nuts? Like, I mean, I told you about two of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Those are good stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One girl started cutting her arms in my kitchen when I broke up with her, and the other one burnt me with a cigarette while I was sleeping, okay? <laughs> wow. That's that's worse than mine. But no, I, I, I think she she's bipolar or severely narcissistic. I mean, even her her own family doesn't talk to her. She has two sisters around the same age. One of them has kids around the same age as my son, and they don't talk. In fact, the kids go to the same school, and they don't talk. The sons but, don't... The, the cousins don't talk to each not other? Not they, they They're not allowed. So she doesn't talk to her sister. She doesn't talk to her father. Her mother talks, deals with her. So, but, but she's she's a loner and a narcissist. Anyway, she was a difficult person. Yeah. And I think when we were in Canada, she felt very isolated and... 
and you know a fish out of water so she missed Japanese culture which is fine I totally understand that so mm. that's the big reason why I came back why we came here is I thought she would be back and more settled and more sort of grounded. confident yeah and, and, the, and the relationship would improve well it didn't it just keep, kept getting worse and worse and worse until finally it ended and then she just took my son and I didn't from 2010 in the spring I didn't see him for about five months Wait, 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 wait. Like, when you said that she took your son, how did that happen? Like, you had to move out or she moved away or... What happened was we had a trip planned to go to Europe, like, you know, big European vacation in that, that spring of 2010. And at the last minute, she canceled. She said, I'm not going. And I'd already bought all the tickets and paid for everything. So I said, well, fuck it, I'm going. And I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And when I came back, our apartment was cleared up. Everything was Whoa. gone. Everything, except for a few of my things. Uh, but everything was gone. And my son was gone, and she, it was at the end of the month, and she left a note that said, well, you, you know, the lease is expiring at the end of the month. You've got three days to find a new apartment. Shit, what did yeah. you do? I, I went to, uh, well, it's one of these short-term rental places, right? Like a gaijin house. I, yeah, I won't say the name, but, you know, I went there, and I stayed there with the stuff that I had left over, and I didn't see my son until the fall because I knew where he went to school, and so I went over to his school and I, on Parents' Day, and I went in and... For a while, I was allowed to to see him and talk to him. Wait, until wait what the, do you mean allowed? Like, like she called the cops. She's like, like no, just, the, the schools, all the, the authorities in Japan conspire against you, and they just don't want any trouble. They don't want any disharmony. So I was this guy who was persona non grata, and she, my ex-wife had obviously told them that I'm not I'm not allowed there. I'm not. She doesn't want me there. So the vice principal just took me aside and kicked me out of the school and said, "You can't be here." And I said, but it's parents' day. I have a right to see my son. He said, no, get out of here. And I couldn't even say goodbye to my son. He just, the pr vice principal kicked me out. How old was your son at that time? Uh, he was around six and a half, I guess, at that time. Fuck, man, that's crazy. So yeah. she took the kid. Where did she move to? Did, did um, you know at the time? Was she with her I, mom, I didn't mother? at the time, but I, it was, she moved in back, back in with her folks. Mm -hmm. They live in the area, too. And they also conspire with her to keep my son away from me. And... Uh, you know, it's it's just a it's a common problem in Japan that a lot of usually mothers will just if they leave their husbands, Japanese or foreign, they'll move back in with their folks, and their folks will protect them, and their folks will exclude the other person, and the other person is usually the father, and he's usually seen as a salary man who's just supposed to be off working and not caring about his kids and just sending money, and that's kind of the way that that she was as well. So I fought it, and I went through two lawyers and battled my best to get to get visitation with my son and so I end up seeing him once a week so you do got visitation rights to see him once a week yeah five hours five hours a week five hours mm -hmm. what happens if you extend that time she gets pissed off and she uh, takes it out of the next week's visitation what the fuck dude that's crazy so and, and recently she called the cops on me because uh, Kai had not gone home after I'd left him after five hours. My son's name is Kai. Mm -hmm. After five hours, I'd said, go, okay, go home. Well, he's almost 12. I mean, he's a kid, he's, you know, he's almost a teenager. He's going off with his friends and shit, right? Mm -hmm. So he didn't go home. And I get this nasty call from my ex-wife. Where's my son? My son. And I, I don't know. She says, I'm calling the cops. So then I get a call from the cops. Do you have your son? Like, this is the extent of it here. I mean, Do you have your son? You're yeah, like, no, I mean, like, yeah. that's a bad thing. Right. It's like a bad thing for a father to be with his kid. And I had to say, no, I'm not. I left. He left and went. So he's missing. So my son was missing just because he went to his friend's house or something. And it's just, 
it's a disaster. And the the system here in Japan is a disaster because it's Johnny. It's all based on sole custody. You know, if there's a divorce in Canada or the U.S. or in most other civilized countries in the world, they have joint custody or yeah. dual visitation or whatever. In Japan, that doesn't exist. It's sole custody. One parent is given the child or children, and they get all the rights. And the other parent loses all of the rights. So in essence, I've lost the right to see my son. Jesus. Yeah. Is it always where the wife or the woman has like the, the, the sole custody, or is it sometimes the other way around? Yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a father. I know of cases, uh, I mean, I do some volunteer work with, a, with an NGO that helps left-behind parents. What's uh, the name of this NGO? It's called Kizuna CPR, Kizuna Child Parent Reunion, uh-huh. CPR, you know. Um, and it's run by a friend of mine named John Gomez, who's also, you know, a left-behind parent. And it's a really good organization, and he really helps a lot of people, a lot of foreign fathers and mothers who come back to try to find their kids and try to, try to have some contact. But about 10% of the cases are women who've lost their kids. And so sometimes the father will take the kids away and, and not allow the mother to see them. I, I know this one woman in particular who I've talked to who, um, whose, father, whose hus- ex-husband was rich. So he basically just took the kid away and moves around all, all over the place because he can. And she hasn't, she's only seen her son twice in about the last 10 years. Jesus. And he's, you know, he's grown up now and he, she just lost that whole, she lost the whole childhood connection with her kid and she's so fucked up by it. I mean, imagine that, you know, you're the mother of this child and, and it, me too. I mean, I've lost six years of my son's childhood for no reason other than my ex-wife is just bitter and spiteful and um, controlling. And, it, you know, I sound bitter myself and I, I am, I'm, I'm bitter about it. I wish we could have worked it out and just, you know, had a decent sort of separation and I would have been in my son's life. I would have helped out and looked after him and, but she doesn't want that. And she just dumps my son on her mother, who who's basically taken over the role of my role, right? And she take, does all of the dirty work with my son now. But, but the beautiful thing, Johnny, is my son and I still have a great relationship. He still speaks English pretty well. Cool. And I see him once a week. And he always says that he loves both of us the same. Because I tease him. I say, oh, you love mommy more? No, daddy. I, I love both of both of you the same. So, Jesus, man. How old is yeah. your son? That's awesome, by the way. Well, it's March now. He'll be 12 this month. 12. March 27th, yeah. Do you think do you think he's going to be like a rebellious teenager and be like, "Fuck you, mom." Like like hang out with you and shit or uh, you know, But then again, that'd be like that'd be illegal technically. Would you know, you know what? I think he's very insecure. Mm-hmm. And he's, I notice like I go to watch him ba- play baseball and he's easily influenced by the other kids and he's I think he's kind of a little bit scarred by it, by the you know the feeling of maybe abandonment or losing his father or whatever or that maybe the, I, I don't know but he I don't think so I I, I think my, my fear is he's going to be easily coerced into doing something doing drugs or shit like that because he's very insecure and he's he's a, he's a pushover I see that and that's unfortunate because maybe he lacks the self esteem for whatever reason. Maybe he just grew up with like a mom and a grandmother. You know, he didn't have like the dad to be like, hey, fucking man up, you know? Yeah, exactly right, man. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, last week he told me, he he calls me on his own sometimes. And he has to go to his grandmother's place and get his grandmother's phone to call me. He does. He shows initiative and he calls me and last week he wanted to tell me that he'd met a girl 
Oh, really? Right. This is the first time I've ever he's actually interested in girls. Like, Dad, I love boobies. <laughs> they are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but be careful. Yeah. So so he says, no, he likes this girl. I forget her name. And she, I'm going to take her to McDonald's. And, you know, the kid, it was so cute. But he can't tell his mother. This is how bad his mother is. He can't tell her because he's scared she'll get jealous and angry at him. Shit, your mother getting angry or jealous? Right. Yeah. Holy shit. Is this like a common like kind of Japanese okay. thing where like the moms get jealous or something in your experience? Or do you think this is just like your ex-wife? No, it's just my ex-wife. Yeah. Just your she ex-wife? She just has this extreme problem with the jealousy. And you know, it's not a Japanese thing. I mean, I think she's just, she's unique in that sense. But he, he has, and that's part of his insecurity is he's so scared of her. Mm-hmm. And he's been bullied by her for so long Jesus that, man yeah it's tough I mean the poor kid I feel for him because well he's my son but also I feel for him growing up and he he's half you know so he's already got that a little bit of a disadvantage or, yeah. I guess in some cases but in some cases maybe an advantage you well know? he's already dating like a hot girl at 12 yeah. years old that's pretty awesome yeah well I don't know if it's, she's hot but and my, my son's pretty tall and he's pretty I think he's pretty good looking you know so I think he, he won't suffer in that sense but mm-hmm. maybe you know, security-wise or insecurity-wise, he, he might. But I, you know, what you know? Can you imagine that? You know, you 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 love your one of your parents, and all of a sudden they're gone, and and you don't know why because you're only six years old, and your mother's telling you bad shit about him, about the ex, and then the ex comes back and says, I I love you, Kai. You know, I want you know I want you know I want I want to be with you. So he's he's probably been very um, you know confused about things, but he he's a good kid and. He's a, he's a fucking great baseball player. Like, he's amazing, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, well, he plays for a team uh, out in Saitama where the coaches are both ex-professionals. One guy played for the Cebu Lions. Oh, one shit. guy played for the Tokyo Giants. These are his Whoa. coaches. Yeah. Like, it's a top travel team in the area. And I went to watch the practice the other day, and these fucking kids are like, they're 12 years old, and they're throwing the ball so hard that it, like, stings your hand. Like, they, these kids are, like, college players back home. I mean, they're amazing. Nice. And he's fitting right in with them, you know. So yeah, that, that's the one thing he's, he's really good at. He's good at baseball. So we'll, we'll see if whatever happens in that sense. I mean, he, and he loves his little group of friends. You know, you know the cool thing, Johnny? What? Is, this is really cool. My, my ex-wife, when she came to Japan, the one thing, one of the things she did was she dropped my name. I won't say my name here, but we of named... Of course. Immediately after she yeah. came to Japan, like, it was yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, right. What happened was, when we had our son, we named him both names, her name and mine. Yeah. So his name is Kai Yada Yada, right? Well, when yeah. she came to Japan with me, and we were still married at the time, you know, mm-hmm. you got to register, right, in the yeah. family Koseki. Yeah. She just dropped my name and registered him as her. What? Right? And then, so I didn't know that until a couple of years later when we were at his school, and his teacher introduced all the kids, and this was this was before they kicked me out. And they were introducing everybody, and they, and they said his Japanese name. And he stood up and he said, "No, my name is Kai Yada Yada." Mm-hmm. And he looked over at me, and the entire room was looking at me. And I'm like, "Yeah." But his teammates call him by call him by our name, by my name. Really? Yeah. He's all got his, a cool nickname. Yeah, huh? well, no, because it's a 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 all right. So I was so surprised. I'm like, they're all saying you're. My name, well, yeah, her name. So they did. It's uh, it's cool. That is really awesome. That is yeah. really awesome. You, you said earlier about other fathers that are like behind fathers or left behind parents. Right. What what do you mean by left parents? Just to clarify what that means. Um, basically, they're they're left out of their child's life because of the Japanese 
um, family law because of the, the, the single custody system. So again, most of them are fathers, but not always. Mm-hmm. Could be a left-behind mother. But generally, if you get divorced in Japan, the child is assigned to one parent, and they get all to make all the rules. They can do whatever they want, and you have no more say. So I actually don't really have any right to see my son. The only way I get to see him is because I pay a shitload of money every month for the privilege. Like I pay child support, a shitload of child support. What, what percentage of your paycheck? Don't tell me how much. I'll but tell what? you. It's 150000 yen. So like $1,500. dollars $1, a month. To see your son. Right. For, for five, five hours. hours. So I get 20 hours a week. He's like he's like a freaking lawyer, man. He's getting more money than a lawyer. I was gonna, just going to say prostitute. <laughs> when I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Pale Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. All right. Technical difficulty faders. Uh, basically, we're in a karaoke booth, and I guess like with all the audio equipment here, with uh, the karaoke booth audio equipment, we got uh, overpowered. I guess so. Uh, and I think the beer fairy is going to deliver a couple of beverages in a minute here. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully she doesn't cost as much as your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can, man. Oh Jesus, dude! Paying that much is a fucking son of a bitch, dude. That sucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I've been paying that for five years. And five years. Five years. Well, since 2011, right? So now I've decided 
to say that enough is enough. And mm -hmm. people have been telling me I've been paying way too much. So I, I got a new lawyer and I've been talking to him and he basically looked at the charts. They have fucking charts. Uh -huh. And based on my salary, which isn't that high, but anyway, it's average. Mm -hmm. He said, you're paying three times more than you should be paying. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully I'm going to go and renegotiate and get less, you know, have, have less onerous payments. I want to pay. I don't want my son and his ex to be, my ex to be in poverty mm -hmm. and I want him to have a good life, but I don't, you know, I don't want to be in poverty myself. So... Hopefully that'll that'll work out, but uh, yeah, he's he's a good kid, and things are things, you know, are best. That's why I'm in Japan. That's why I'm not leaving. I mean, people. I meet so many people say, "Oh, oh you, you love it in Japan. You want to stay here?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay. I like it. I like playing music, and I like meeting people like you and hanging out. You know." But no, oh, thank I, you. Yeah, but I'd rather be <clears throat> back home or somewhere else. I mean, if I could choose, you know. But I have to be here because my son's here, at least for the next few years, right? So, yeah. <clears throat> so okay like what do you recommend for anybody that's in this situation or feeling that they're going to be in this situation let's say they got a girl pregnant she's changing her last name to back to her original name she's moving with her parents you know shit's just not going right what do you recommend what i mean is there like a phone number or like a website or some some place that somebody can contact i uh, well to be perfectly honest it's pretty difficult it's a difficult situation and you are almost fucked like honestly you're you're pretty much i hate to say that but there really is no you, you don't as a foreigner especially you don't have any rights first off mm. and you know if you go through the court system you probably will lose your child so the only thing you can do in my experience is to try to work out some kind of visitation monetary like you you got to pay something to get something um, to contact Kizuna, Kizuna CPR, yeah. Kizuna Child Parent Reunion in Japan. They work with left behind parents. My friend John Gomez works there. Uh, he runs the organization. It's an NGO. It's a nonprofit, and he just he helps so many people who come to Japan, whose whose wives or whatever, usually wives, but sometimes husbands, who have just taken the kids away and run back to Japan and run somewhere in Japan. John will find them for you, and he will take you there and you and try to get some contact. How can he? How can you contact John Gomez? Uh, uh, so Kizuna, K K I Z U N A or K I Z U N A Kizuna CPR in Japan. Just Google it, and you'll find it. I don't remember what the actual web address is, but you can find it. And it's he's very very helpful, and uh, that that's pretty much. There are a couple of other organizations too. There's a Left Behind Parents. Organization. If you Google "left behind parents in Japan," you might find them too. Um, but realistically and honestly, there's not much they can do because the, the the legal system is stacked against you. The family law in Japan is over a hundred years old. A hundred years old. Yeah, it goes back to the Meiji era. It has really not been updated much since the 1800s. That's the way their family law is structured. You know, so they don't have joint custody. It just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know. And it's unfortunate because it's, Japan is such a modern, progressive country in many... Well, it's not progressive in many ways, but it's a, a modern country in many ways. Uh. Well, we got our oh, beer. Our beer delivery. Thank uh, you so much. Perfect hey, timing. Should we get whiskey? Should we get two more beers? Yeah, you want to get a whiskey? Get yeah, some whiskey. You want a whiskey? Yeah. The whiskey. 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 Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Oh, Perfect. Perfect. Oh my God. 
What do you got? We're MTV. Podcast. We're totally joking. We're not MTV. I'm taking off my shirt now. I'm taking off my shirt now. I'm taking off my shirt now. Uh, there you go. Yeah. She freaked out when we said MTV, and then I, I had to say that we're totally not MTV. Here's your beer, Johnny. Uh oh. Ask for another 30 minutes. What? Yeah, just say 30 minutes. It's fucking Monday morning. How's Monday my Japanese, afternoon. man? It's, Dude, it's great. Right here. Yeah. Cheers, me. Cheers. Are we still oh. running or what? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, you know what? It's a fucking podcast. Oh, dude. You can edit this. Watch Oops. what? No, no, I'm not going to edit nothing. Watch when you hit put the beers down. Oh, yeah. Put okay. the beers down. It fucking hits there. Okay, fucking, sorry, like, like, yeah. There's people driving and jogging and fucking skateboarding <laughs> listening to this shit. Yeah, yeah, so... Dude, totally, man. We got fucking, cool. like, like thousands upon thousands of people, like, careful. So, like, like, like if, if you're, like, driving, if somebody's driving and they're listening to this, all of a sudden they hear, like, a big boom. They're like, what the fuck? You know? You know they're going to crash or some shit. What what kind of whiskey do we get? I don't oh, know. Black Nika, probably. Who cares? Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck it. It's Johnny, fun. thanks for inviting me once again. I mean, this is cool to be here, and I, you know, I've done some podcasting myself on radio. Yeah, you know, it's fun, and it's and it's good. It's good to talk about this issue because it really needs. We need to publicize it. That's the only way it's going to change. Yeah. Is to, to is to create some publicity and to get the message out there. And as I said before, I mean, I don't know if this got recorded or not, but the U.S. government. You know, people criticize the U.S. and the government, and, but on <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah, on this issue, the U.S. has been leading the way, and all other countries, including my own, have been lagging. The U.S. and especially Hillary, Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, God love her. I mean, she she really pushed Japan to sign an international agreement to prevent child abduction, and she pushed, and the Obama administration pushed Japan, and they they essentially threatened them with certain trade you know provisions but japan finally signed this they were japan was the last country to sign out of the, the developed countries this this accord was created in 1980 90 other countries including fucking russia and countries like that had already signed mm-hmm. japan lagged for some reason they just they just don't see uh the protection of children as something that's important and that's sad to say because you know i like japan but and i, I don't mean to to demean the country or the culture. I mean, I think mm. it's a great culture, and I love. I have lots of Japanese friends and whatever. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. But they've got to get, they've got to get their shit together, in terms of the, uh, the left behind parent issue, because it's mostly Japanese people who are affected. The foreigners like me are are a very small percentage, and we make all the noise and get all the publicity. But there are, th- the Japanese government, Johnny had a the, the, in in their parliament in the Diet. Yeah. They were studying this, and they came up with a report that said there are more than 150,000 children who lose contact with one parent every year due to divorce. Every, every fucking year. year. Yeah. That's the, like an epidemic. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, you know, they, the, J- Japan goes on about the, these abductions to North Korea. Mm-hmm. How many abductions? There's like, I don't know, a handful? Two dozen. Yeah, two, maybe two dozen. Well, right. I mean, roughly, roughly. I don't want right. to put a number on it. And I don't mean know. to demean that either. I mean, that's no. a serious case, too, and it's horrible. But there are 150,000 kids every year who are victims of divorces because the divorce rate is similar to the West in Japan. It's booming. Yeah. I've got, I, I got friends who are getting divorced all the time now. I know, me too. It's weird. I, yeah. I don't even, hopefully that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time there's a divorce and kids are involved, the children will potentially lose contact with their with one of their parents. Every time. 
Mm. Now, you know, if the divorces are not contentious, and which divorce isn't, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the, if the two parties are able to come to some kind of an agreement, then, yeah, maybe there's some kind of visitation, whatever. But if not, and most cases are not very, you know, settled very well, mm. then the children, there's a risk that the children will, ne- will grow up in a single-parent family. Shit, man, that's fucked up. I mean, it then is, again, yeah. that happens quite a bit, but yeah. usually, like, like overseas and stuff, it's because of, like, well, many other situations and stuff, you know? But yeah. here, it's just, like, are you saying that, like, here, it's just because one parent is more greedy than the other parent and says, fuck that guy or fuck that girl, I've got enough money, I'm fucking taking the kid? Uh, yeah, in some cases, but no, generally, it's just the way the law is structured. Once you're divorced, you know, the, usually the mother will get the kids, and that's it. And the father has to basically beg to see his kids again. Oh, Jesus. Like, I've heard about, like, stories. Like, I mean, I've read Metropolis. I've been reading Metropolis for, like, fucking 14 years and Our shit. band is in Metropolis in this last issue, by the way. We're going to talk about I that I digress. Later. Once, we, once we get the whiskeys and shit, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about whiskey equals music for us. Cheers. So we'll talk about the band soon. Okay. But, <laughs> but, like, I mean, I've heard stories and stuff. I've read stories where, like, like uh, there's been, like, fathers, like, like in Canada, America, in England, Australia and shit, where they had like a Japanese wife and stuff, like yeah. like a woman who was like like ja- Japanese native, right? Yeah. And so she came over there. She studied or some shit like that. They had a kid. Like my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but the, but instead of like 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 your situation where you both moved, she she like there's like a famous one where a she guy fucks off. Yeah. 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 She's just like all of a sudden yeah. disappears. The guy comes home. She's <laughs> from work or something. She's gone. The desk. Oh, here's our whiskey. This is good. Good timing. Oh, arigato. Come come say oh, arigato. Good. Say konnichiwa. <laughs> Konnichiwa, konnichiwa. Wow, so man. Nice pour. Wow. Wow. We're going to get drunk here, man. This is great. Well, welcome to Gafiri Japan. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, shit. These are fucking. Those are. That's a that's a serious pour. Oh, these are. Oh, dude. I think they gave us the good shit. I think mm-hmm. they gave us doubles and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I think we're going to pay for these. Uh oh. We're going bet to bet you on this, right? I don't know. Are we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you totally. Okay. Uh, my, my co host has all our cash. Okay. Yeah. Is it good? What is it? Oh, it's Black Nico. I know this taste. Mm. This is like a standard like Japanese whiskey. Oh, that's nice. I like Japanese whiskey. It's really good. No, I do like Japanese yeah. whiskey too. Black Nika is kind of like the standard go-to cheap whiskey and stuff like this. Yeah. But um, it's not like... I did a Nika whiskey tour once up in Sendai. Tell me about good. it. Yeah, tasting some of the really good shit up there was... was you know, the stuff that's oak... You know, I don't know. I don't think about whiskey, but it was like Asian oak, oak barrels or something. Yeah, it was. It was pretty nice. You know, most of the barrels, I, probably almost all of them, are from uh, what you call it, Jim Beam. Oh, really? Yeah, Jim Beam sends like, I think was it is it Suntory that owns Jim Beam? Really? Yeah, or something oh. like that. Wow. Anyway, yeah, I know they're in some kind of affiliation where like a lot of like the barrels and stuff are sent here from like Jim Beam. Okay. So like when you drink like like. Uh, uh, Suntory whiskey and stuff like uh, any kind of whiskey. Now, well, not all of them and stuff. There, there's there's a, quite a few that are like like more independent that are like Asian like Japanese barrels, but still, yeah. Cool. But anyway, so yeah, where were we? <laughs> yes, yes, we, yes, we digress. Getting back to business. So, what do you recommend? Like, let's say let's say a guy is really in love, or let's say a guy or a girl is really in love with like a Japanese person, and like there's a baby involved. Is there any way to pre like protect yourself, like with some kind of like a a contract or getting a lawyer or something, kind of like one of those prenuptial agreements or some shit? No, 
And you know, like all I can say is just be careful and be be sure. Like I, I don't want to sound, you know, like xenophobic or anti-Japanese. I, mean, I love Japanese, and you know, I love Japanese people and Japanese women. But you, you, because of the culture and because of the way the law is structured, you always have to be careful. And you know, just be careful and make sure. You know, it sounds like a cliche, but make sure you are in love with that person, and you really know that this person is secure and is not going to run away with your kids. I have a good friend of mine who was the first lead singer in my band, a buddy of mine named Bruce, and he was he's Canadian, he's from Vancouver, God God help him. But you know, he uh, he came home one day and uh, his wife was gone, Japanese wife, and she was gone with his three daughters. Gone. Whoa, three daughters. Gone. How old were they? Uh, doesn't uh, matter. Three doesn't daughters. Yeah, right? they were young. They were all under like ten, I think. Jesus. And so they, they and you know they left, and this was before the earthquake in Japan. So they they went back to Fukushima. That's her hometown is up in the Fukushima area. Yeah. Right. So when the freaking earthquake hits here in Japan, my friend Bruce was watching in Canada on TV, and he's like, "Holy fuck, my daughters are up there!" Like my. So he sold everything, left his house, and moved to Japan. Yeah. And when I met him, he was like. On a, on a tourist visa, which was expiring. And I was working at a magazine, so I got him a job at the magazine, which also got him a, a visa. Mm. So he was able to stay for a couple of years and try to see his kids. Now, he was still married. He wasn't divorced. And so he, he, didn't, he wasn't technically excluded from his kids. He still had a right to see them. But still, he went up there, and his ex-wife gave him a hard time, and he saw his daughters a little bit, but... It was really difficult. It was like two hours north of, of Tokyo. And he, he finally, after doing that for like a year or two, he just he gave up and he left. He's like, dude, well, yeah. do you think like eventually, like, all right, if you're a kid and your dad or your mom or whoever is taken away from you, do you think after you reach like a certain age, you're just like, you know what, fuck it, I, what the fuck is up? I, you know, I fuck so. it, yeah. is what my mom tell me the truth and shit that like this guy is a bad guy or something or whatever yeah. and shit? Like, well, there's parental the alienation happens in many divorces, not just in Japan, but in many cases. You know, the 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 one the one parent talks shit about the other parent. That's kind of natural in a divorce case. But yeah, in this sense, in this in this case, in Bruce's case, his kids didn't speak English very well. Oh, so that shit. was difficult. So the <laughs> Japanese mother was not only talking shit about him; she was talking shit in Japanese to the kids. And when he went up there, he couldn't really say anything to them because they didn't understand him. Now, in my case, I'm lucky because my son speaks English quite well. Yeah. Um, so And he understands, and he always says that he loves both of us the same. So he... That's good. He kind of understands that if, if my ex is talking shit about me, that she's not right. And if I talk shit about her, I'm not right. I mean, it, it works both ways, you know. Do you talk shit about your... I try I, I try guess not you have to. to. Some, not you don't have to, but it's, no, it just I, comes down sometimes. I, I don't think that's good for a child. I don't think it's... Even, like, it's between me and her. Damn, you're responsible. Well, I'm no, so I'm, not responsible. I'll be like... Fuck that bitch! <laughs> no, but you, if it but was that's just, just me. Well, no, but Johnny, if it's just you and, the, and her, then you would. But if there's a kid involved, and the kid is fragile, you know, and you, and you don't want to fuck them up, you don't want them to be messed up somehow, or have a resentful, bad, or some yeah, or have shit. a bad view of women or something, right? <laughs> Next thing he's listening to the Sex Pistols and then the Misfits and DRI. Well, and you're like, oh my with, god, nothing wrong with that. I would, if he did that, I'd be happy. But <laughs> you're just like me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You are my kid. Fuck yeah. But, DRI. How did you get involved in DRI exactly. GBH? You know there was a, there was a punk band in Vancouver called the Four Skins. 
The foreskins. The foreskins. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I love punk rock, man. Are you a punk rock fan? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Fuck, dude. I had a fucking black leather jacket that I got in Tijuana when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I fucking painted a uh, Black Flag's "Wasted Again" album cover on the back. I love Henry shit. Rollins, man. He's uh, he's amazing. Yeah, no, Henry Rollins is a great guy. Yeah. No, but anyway, I I, I can't really give advice to people, Johnny, because uh, there's nothing that. You can do. The system is currently it's stacked, stacked against you. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. So you've just got to try to get a lawyer or try to work out some kind of agreement where you pay a certain amount of money to see the kid. That's all you can do. That's you it. Know? Well, yeah. what you know? Because I mean, like, if the wife kidnaps the kid and takes the kid away, is there any way? And that's legal here in Japan. Is there any way? And I'm not saying for anybody to do this. I'm just saying in a hypothetical situation, allegedly, whatever. I'm just throwing that out there. Words are coming out of my mouth. What if somebody kidnapped a kid, their kid that was already kidnapped against them, away from them, and they take them back to their home country? Well, I'll tell you two stories. All right. By yeah. the way, I'm, I'm writing a book on this subject. So I've done a lot of... I'm a journalist, right? So I've done Good. a lot of research into a lot of these cases, and I've interviewed a lot of people. But <clears throat> two points. Number one, there are child recovery people... Uh, ex usually ex military people like, you know, like people man yeah and they're usually hardcore military people in the states or in Australia places like that or in England where they will for for an exorbitant amount of money like we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars ten thousand yeah more than that fifteen yeah fifty thousand fifty thousand bucks yeah you give them that money they'll come here and get your kid and they'll take all the risk because if they get caught they're going to jail right they're they're fucked. Yeah. So they will do that, and some of them will put a take a child, put them on a boat to South Korea, and then fly them somewhere else. Like that's a bad idea. Well, but that's then what again, they do. that's a last resort, right? I, I agree with you. I think that's a bad idea from the kid's perspective. Yeah, like I can't imagine. Be... Can you imagine how fucked up a child would be if you stripped them from their mother uh. and put them on a boat and flew them? Like, I... and then like a Christmas present, all of a sudden the, the, the masking tape comes off the mouth and shit. Right. All of a sudden, you're just like, surprise, you're right. back. And your <laughs> oh, kid shit. will, the kid will resent you forever. Like, I couldn't do that to my son because he would hate me. Like, he would. He would literally hate me for taking him away from his mother. So I wouldn't do the same thing she did to me. Mm. To my child, like I, I just wouldn't. So I would never. I mean, I thought about these types of things, but I just I wouldn't do that. Plus, the risk is too high, and the child could get injured or hurt. Right? I mean, you never know. There's a case. I'll mention the name because yeah. it's a friend of mine, and it's a high-profile case. He's a guy named. Uh, his name is Christopher Savoy, and he's an American guy from. Uh, well, he's originally from New England, but he, he yeah. lives in Nashville now. He's a lawyer. Um, he, he used to live in Japan, and he had a Japanese wife same name as my ex-wife, with two kids. They moved to the States, and he, this guy is, like, rich. I mean, he was, like, he's Silicon Valley. He's a lawyer. He made, he made a lot of money. Okay. He and his ex-wife broke up, and he offered her a settlement of a million dollars to go and live in Nashville or in Tennessee with the kids and just allow visitation. Mm-hmm. And she agreed to it. She signed it. Said, okay. And then she fucked off. She took the money she, around. No, she didn't get the money. She just got the kids. Took, and she said she went to a court in Tennessee and said to the judge, uh, I, "I just want I want I want the ability to just travel back to Japan." And the judge's like, "Okay, that's a good idea. That sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great idea." She, but he didn't know the court system in Japan. Right. He was like, yeah. ignorant. Right. So she she took the kids and was gone and never came back. 
And so Chris Savoy is like, fuck, what do I do? So he went back to an American court and got custody of his kids because she was an abductor, right? She was a fugitive. She like she kidnapped. was wanted. Yeah, she kidnapped. She was wanted by like the FBI and shit, right? So she's taken the kids. So he got custody legally uh, in the yeah. U- United States, right? He got he got it. He got this document. He translated it, and he said, "Okay, I'm going to Japan. I'm getting my kids back. Yeah. I'm the legal custody holder by I got law." Millions of dollars, and he's got millions of dollars. He came to Japan. They lived out in uh, in Western Japan, in Kyushu, in Fukush- Fu- uh, Fukuoka area, right? Oh, Fukuoka. So he went there. And uh, he, he decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to find my kids. So he saw them on the way to school, and they were like, hey, Daddy, how you doing? So he just said, hey, let's get in the car, and we'll go to the U.S. consulate, and we'll take you home. No <laughs> problems there, like he did. He took his kids. He didn't abduct them. He just got them over to the... They're his kids. Right. They're, he's the legal custody holder. <laughs> of the kids. Of these kids. His... And they love him, and they want to <laughs> be with him, right? The sperm came out of his Johnson and went into her <laughs> vagina... Nine months later, little presents came out. They're his presents, right? Very well put, Johnny. Sorry. So he goes... The, the, our, 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 our listeners are very faded at this point. We've been doing this show yeah, for at well, least 45 minutes. So. I'll, give you the, I'll give you the kicker. He goes to the U.S. consulate and they close the door. They what? shut him out. The fucking embassy kicked him out? No, the consulate. They said, fuck you, we can't help you. What's the fucking you. difference between a consulate and an embassy? I don't know. The cons- the embassies in Tokyo, the consulates are in these other cities. Anyway, they said they're all the fucking government. They said we can't help you, we can't intervene, you can't come in. Cops are waiting. Cops grabbed the kids, took the kids back to the abductor, the original abductor, and arrested Chris. So they're saying, listen, we got to give these kids back to the kidnapper, and we're going to arrest you because you tried to do the right thing. Right, and they held him for 28 <laughs> days. They tortured him. They went through all wait, of wait, the... Wait, 24 days. 20, well, he wait, was, I think it's 23 days. You, you, they can hold you for 23 days, and then after that, they got to re-arrest you for something, allegedly. Okay, well, he was held for 28 days. And, and, 28? And he, they held him, and they tortured him, and they kept him... <coughs> you, know, you know, like we were talking off-camera or off-microphone here, he couldn't sleep for days. They uh, tried... Allegedly, 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 you can't sleep for up to, well, right. as long as 28 days maximum. But right. allegedly, he allegedly, claims they beat him, too. So. Allegedly, allegedly. In the end... Yeah, I, do, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> no. In the but end, allegedly. they let him go. There was, they couldn't charge him. He wasn't guilty. He was the legal custody holder. He wasn't doing anything wrong, mm. even in Japan. So they couldn't charge him. Mm-hmm. So you know what they did? What do you think they did? Deported him. Deported him. Exactly. They said, get the fuck out, don't come back. Yeah, they fucking... Well, allegedly. And he has not seen his kids since. He has not seen them. And the sad thing is, is on Facebook, you see Chris's postings with his little boy, Josh. I think his name's Joshua or something like that. But he was a Boston Red Sox fan, and he has a little baseball cap. And it's so sad because Chris went through so much crap, like so much trauma just to try to recover his kids. And he had a right, he was the rightful custody holder. And he lost. And he got tortured. Allegedly, and he got tortured. And tortured, yeah. And yeah. so you know he's he's kind of fucked up too. He's a friend of mine, but he's you know you can you tell you ask him now he he's fucked up by it and he's so sad and and there's nothing he can do because the Three Japanese daughters. Uh, no he had a son and a daughter but he had but the Japanese government 
conspired against him. And the U.S. government, the consulate, is conspiring because the, the, the diplomatic people don't want to get involved. They don't want to cause any trouble, and they, so they won't help you. They won't help you. So if you go to the embassy... They if, won't help you. What if, okay, okay, okay. You, all right, I'm American. Of course, dude, I'm, I'm not... I'm not mm-hmm. I'm, dude, I'm, I don't think my government is going to help me for shit, you know? They won't. I, I don't think... Regardless, in this situation or another situation, I don't know. Like, I don't depend on my government. I mean... Do you look at fucking Trump's going to become president, dude? You think oh, Trump's going to fucking say? <laughs> do you look at the fucking numbers? It's fucked up. But anyway, yeah, it's bullshit. You think Trump's going to be like, oh, I'm going to help God finish Japan? Well, actually, he might. He, he seems like a guy that probably loves our show. <laughs> no, I don't know. But anyway, but anyway, the thing is, like, what about Canada? You're Canadian. I mean, Canada seems to be like no, it's, all right. So it's, it's the same. It's exactly the same. Oh, it's the same. Yeah, they. they the, the diplomatic, you know, their 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 goal is to create some kind of business environment for Japan, Canada, Japan, and the U.S., yeah. England. You know, they don't care about individual cases. They frankly, honestly, don't give a fuck about their citizens. They really don't. They just care about international treaties and business and you know creating an environment for capitalism to flourish. They don't care about it. They they just don't. And the as I said before, the U.S. government has actually done more to help people. In this situation, than than my government or any other governments that I can I can recall, and I, I know a lot of Australians. I guess because because of the proximity to Japan, there's a lot of Australians who meet Japanese spouses or whatever. Yeah, I have so many friends who've been fucked over and who are in Australia. I'm Australia too. Yeah. I have so this is like this is like everybody that's not Japanese is getting fucked over. So there's Russian people. Chinese people. No, the Japanese get, as I said, the Japanese get fucked over more. Oh, so basically, more, basically more. this is like, this is like, it's this a, is, it's a marriage thing. It's a legal problem. They must, the bottom line is they need to change the law. They need to recognize dual or joint custody. That's it. You know, if you get divorced, you have a right to see your kids. That's it. I mean, it's like the West. It's like America. If you get divorced in the U.S., you have, a, unless you're abusive or violent or somehow you have some kind of problem. Yeah. I mean, if you're just divorced, you have a right to share visitation or custody with your kids. The kids may live with one of the parents, but the other parent has a legal right to see them and has a legal right to determine whether they go to what school they go to, what their religion is, what their medical treatment is, what their name is. In Japan, my wife could change the name of my kid and I have no recourse. I have no legal uh, power. Jesus, man. She could, she could, she could, um, you know, go to some cult, and, and enroll him in some fucking crazy religious cult, you know, like the ones who bombed or poisoned the the subway or something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I have no say, because she's the sole custody holder, and that's the problem. They've got to change that. Got Jesus. to change it, and and I don't know if they will, you know, unless we get some foreign pressure on it. Japan. Is a great country, but it, it only seems to change when it gets foreign pressure on it. You know, it doesn't change from within. It changes from outside. And usually American pressure, I mean, God love the USA. I mean, the U.S. modernized Japan in the 1800s when they came in with the black ships. And then, unfortunately, after World War II, Japan was modernized because of the U.S., you know, helping to rebuild. And I think, you know, it's just... Japan will not change from within. They just something about the country that they just are reluctant to change. And just make everything business as usual. Yeah, business as usual. Yeah, don't cause any don't don't cause any problems. You know, don't don't raise any any trouble. You know, that's 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 sort of the way that the culture works. Unfortunately, I, I hate to sound 
anti-Japanese because I love many things about Japan. Do we all love Japan? Japan's a fucking amazing place. There's amazing people here. Yeah. The Japan. There's so many great things we could say about Japan. All right, let's put this in perspective, though. Yeah. Just like every fucking country, culture, person in the world, everything has flaws. Right. There's no perfect country. There's no perfect land. There's no perfect society. There's no perfect person. Right. Fucking so, like everything that's great also has like like flaws, right? And like this might be just one of the flaws in Japan. I mean, if we uh, well, Jimi Hendrix was perfect, I would say. Yeah, dude, Jimi Hendrix was impotent. <laughs> what? Don't no, say no, that, no, no. <laughs> dude. You didn't know? I'm a guitar player, man. He's perfect, you know? dude. He read. Oh, you definitely didn't read his bio. No, <laughs> Wikipedia, dude. I got it right here. No, no, no. He was not. Wiki Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> Jimmypedia. Is that it? He was. <laughs> Jimmy Pity. No, he wasn't. He wasn't impotent. Jimmy Hendrix. For the record, Jimmy Hendrix was not impotent, and quite the opposite. I could be his son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to talk about music? Let's talk. Let's. You know, dude. Can you order me another beer? Okay. We got like another. Like, I'm working on the whiskey, so. Dude, I, dude, I do. I drank my whiskey. I Holy drank my beer. shit! Yeah. Cause you're talking, dude. You're like, and you're, dude. You fucking your ice melted. You're doing my ice. Mm-mm. You're all right. I'm good. Yeah. No, my band, man. Here, order me another beer. Let's get another beer. And then fucking, we're going to continue. How do I so- say one? Hitots. Hitots. I don't need another beer. Uh, to say, beer hitotsu kudasai. Hitotsu. Hi, beer hitotsu kudasai. Daijoki. 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 Yeah, there we go. What's daijoki mean? Daijoki means big. <laughs> these fucking views are fucking small, dude. These beer, these, these are you recording this? Of course they are, dude. These beers are the size of my dick, man. These are the smallest beers I've ever That's seen in my small, life. Small, man. Fine. Of course, man. Look at this shit, dude. I'm like, I'm like. These guys with the dresses have smaller dicks, so I think. Uh... Okay, we're in a karaoke booth. Just like, well, like the last time we we're here, we we're like, oh, careful with this. We're picking up the sound. Yeah, what is this band? This band is a VJVO. Very bad band because all the dudes wear fucking heavy makeup and fucking. Huh? You got to piss? Yeah, I got to piss. Can you pause this? Yeah, I can pause this. Dude, fucking, fucking, this is pause this shit, right? Pause this shit. I got to piss. No, this is a fucking perfect time for us to take a break and stuff, <laughs> and then, then we can put in our sponsors and stuff. Fitters, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to take another break and stuff, and we'll see you in about uh, maybe three seconds, <laughs> or three minutes. All right, peace. Can't piss that fast. Yeah. When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, pale ales, pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at 
www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Fitters, welcome to the second half of Cafe Japan. Um, we've had a lot of technical difficulties, but don't worry about that. It's and a because, lot of beer. Yeah, it's because we have a... <laughs> we've had a lot of beer, but yes, yes, we are still here, and we're still fucking fading, and we are fading fucking hard and shit. Fucking yeah, thank God, right? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right. Ugh, back to what we're doing and stuff. So, okay... We talked about the families. We've talked about the whole family situation. Yeah, that's okay. Don't worry about those levels. I got my eye on those and shit. <laughs> Good for you. Feeders fucking like we've we've had a couple of like like uh tries to fucking like like uh, continue the show. But the fucking thing is, GarageBand is a fecal bitch. Garage... Technology is great when it works. When it doesn't, it's fucking frustrating. It, it really sucks when it doesn't work, right? Like it's supposed to work and like fucking like it's it supposedly it should work. But for some reason like it's just like, you know what? Fuck you. And it just stops working, you know? I know. I've been trying to record some music demos on there, and some of them are like, you know, you re- you record a vocal track, and you get this weird delay, and you have no idea why it's doing that. Like, what is, why is it doing that? I mean... I gotta take off this echo effect. Yeah, well, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> but but it's useful, and it's a useful, it's a useful tool to, to work with, you know? It's so easy that anybody can use it, yeah. but the thing is... It's really a pain in the ass sometimes, right, dude? I've done like fucking like I've done I've done like uh, I just call it podcasts of Pat Dixon and other people like like in New York and other parts of the world and shit. We're fucking like like basically, but fucking like Garage Band's like, nah, we're not gonna do a podcast today, and fucking they just shut down for the whole fucking day. And I do it the next day, and the next day it's fine. Fucking Garage Band can suck my dick, except for today. Please be okay. Maybe Garage it's something Band, to do okay. with like the with the moon or the you know the stars or something. I don't know. But. Or maybe all these fucking electronics in this fucking karaoke booth. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. Speaking of music and recording bands and stuff, you've got a band. What's the name of your band? The band is called Stolen. How do you spell that? S T O L E N. Period. Ah, I knew you were gonna say period because fucking you got pissed off. The one time I booked you guys and shit, I didn't have the period. You're like, um, yeah, you know there's a period at the end of stolen. Why is there a period at the end of stolen? Well, that's to differentiate us from all the other bands called stolen. There's a lot of bands called stolen, huh? <laughs> I'm joking. Really? There's, there's, I don't know. Maybe there is, but, <laughs> but, but you know, 
if you Google stolen with no period, you get many things. But if you put the period at the end, you'll get our band, right? So Holy shit, what a good so, fucking idea. Yeah, and it just kind of stands out. I kind of stole the I stole the idea from the band Fun. Oh, fun's got a period at the end they of it? they got a period at the end of it. Wouldn't fun have an explanation mark or a question mark? No, nope. fun, period. Is it fun? Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, but with stolen, period, that sounds very, you know, final, doesn't it? You're stolen, period. What's the history behind the band name Stolen? Well, it relates to the whole child abduction thing. You're, you know, my, I started the band with a, my buddy Bruce, who's yeah. now but down... I, I like to say he's, he's, he's not six feet under, he's down under. He's down in Australia. And he, he and I started the band. He was our original vocalist. He's mm. the guy who had his three daughters stolen from Canada to Japan. I had my son essentially stolen for a while. And it's basically kidnapping. Basically, what all these right. fucking like people are doing is fucking they're kidnapping, right. and it's completely legal here in Japan. Right. So that's why we we started the band and we called it that. And then Bruce left. He got tired and frustrated. And I, I don't blame him. He went down to, to Australia, and we have a new vocalist and all. But we we retained the name of the band, Stolen, and 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 it means a lot to us because I have people come up to me and say. I asked. They asked me the, you know, what's the genesis of the name, and I explained the whole situation. So it's an opportunity for me to to explain how bad the custody laws here are. But also, I have a song on our album called Caroline, which is a song about a, a girl who's lost her father for whatever reason. But people sort of think it's about, and it could be about, you know. They, you, she can't see her daddy anymore because of the divorce situation. It, I, I, I'm not really specific with with my lyrics and my my songs in that sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could be open to interpretation, and I like I like that better. But yeah. that, that song is um, it's very powerful for me, and it means a lot to me because of the whole situation. So the band name Stolen relates to that. But it's awesome. I, yeah, but I, I don't mean to be so such a negative downer. I mean, I think our music is pretty good, and it's see, pretty, your music is actually really fucking like up. Like like fucking like like I boot you guys a couple of times and shit. Yeah. When you guys play and stuff, like people dance. Yeah. But for like the name of the stolen, be like my kids got stolen and that's fucked up. I mean, the, you should be playing like like fucking black metal from Sweden and shit. Like. Lady Beard took my kids. That's, that's very good. You should be in a band. Um, yeah, I know, and you're right. And I've thought about changing the name of the band, but we, you know, we have no. a CD now, and it's we're, we're too far along. But you're right. We have a lot of fun, and and people like seem. And I'm biased, obviously. It's our songs, but people seem to like it, and they dance. And but we also. That's mine. Is that your beer? Which beer is that, mine? That's yours. That's my beer. That's your beer. This is mine. Holy man. shit! They but you know, a lot of head. But you know what, Johnny? We, yeah. we we have a lot of people that like our music and dance to it. But we, I think, lyrically, we have we have depth to our songs too. You like do. The, yeah. So many bands are just about about drinking and fucking, and that's fine. I mean, I like those two. Those are two of my favorite subjects. But <laughs> you I ever hear the Rolling Stones? Exactly. But you know, I. I, I our our lyrics and our music is more a little bit more, for lack of a better term, mature. Uh, we're a little bit older. Our vocalist Mel is a you know she's she's a powerful, strong lady. So so the lyrics are about generally about a woman who's taking charge and who's not taking any shit. Yeah. And who's in your face, kind of like Alanis Morissette or uh, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. That yeah. that's those are kind of the influences to our our songwriting mm-hmm. lyrically. And I, I think we stand out in this market because a lot of the bands here are just writing either about drinking and fucking, 
which is okay, I don't mind that. Or they're writing about celestial stars and so, some kind of meta, metaphysical sort of, you know, <laughs> prog rock stuff. Yeah. Which, again, I don't have a problem with. I, I don't mind that. Yeah, of course. But there's not a lot of bands here who are writing from the heart about issues that matter. And we, we just got reviewed in Metropolis Magazine. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy who wrote the review got it. He nailed our, our lyrics. And he said, you're writing about issues that affect expats. And not not necessarily the problems, also the the fun part about being an expat, but the the whole life of being an expat in Japan it can be difficult, and it can be problematic, and there are issues. Well, some of our songs relate to that, and relate to being a fish out of water in a culture that may be a little bit difficult to adapt. That's what we write about. What do you think the lifespan is of an expat in Japan? In your opinion. Good question. I mean, some people have been here for decades, and we know people like that, right? But other people yeah. can't, can't handle it, and they, and they leave after a few years. Maybe they, they break up with their Japanese girlfriend or boyfriend, and they leave. Um, I, I, it's difficult. That's, that's a tough question. But you know, and I know, that there are issues that relate to being an expat in Japan, yeah. just fitting in with a culture that may be different than ours. You can't and, fit in with the culture. I mean, you can, but you really can't. Well, we have a song called Overtime. And Mel wrote that. She wrote the lyrics. I mean, actually, I gave her the song. I gave her different, completely different lyrics. And she said, can I rewrite this? And I'm like, yeah. And she rewrote all the lyrics relating to her experience with her, her partner. Yeah. Who's, a, who's a great guy, but he's a Japanese guy who's, who's, a, who's a salary man, who never comes home. He was like home at 10 or 11 o'clock every night. He's always working overtime because he feels he has to. And Mel is frustrated, and she's like tired of it. So she wrote this, these lyrics about this culture that makes a, a man stay at work till 10 o'clock every night, even on weekends. Yeah. And so the, the song Overtime is kind of a comical look at that, in a sense. It's a fun, upbeat, kind of ska, kind of rock song. But in the, it's also got a bit of a dark side, in the sense that it's relating to the culture that, that separates husbands from wives here. Mm-hmm. And she, she's brilliant. And we, had another, we have another song called Out of Sight. And it's the same, similar idea. It's like, you know, you're out of sight. You're, you're out of my life. You're supposed to be my partner. Where are you? Why aren't you with me? And it's not that he doesn't love her, he does, but he's torn by this culture that forces people to choose work over family, you know? Jesus, man. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> okay, well, we have, a, we have a song called Addiction, which is just about, you know... Okay, a, let's stop right there. All right, so, welcome. <laughs> we have a song called Addiction, which is just basically about... Well, I, I initially wrote it about a guy lusting after a girl. But with Mel, she changed it into a woman lusting after a guy. And how many, how many songs do you hear a powerful woman obsessed with a man? Like, you just don't hear that in modern music. And she's like, you're my addiction. I want to mainline you. I love you like a drug. That's what the song is about. And it's so cool. We actually got played on the radio recently, that, that song. And it's, that, that's always the closer of our set because it's really fucking powerful, you know? All right, all right, all right. Listen. We got to give it to the listeners. How can they listen to your music? How can they buy their music? How can they support you? Give some links. Okay, well, our website is www.stolenjapan.weebly.com. Spell that shit out, man. Everybody's <laughs> fucking wasted right now. 
Weebly is our the web hosting service that we use. It's Weebly, right? So spell it out, man. W e e b l y. So stolen Japan. You know how to spell that, right? S t o l e n j a p a n, right? Dot Weebly. W e e b l y. Dot com. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Because you got to remember, man. Right now, fucking like I'm faded. You're faded. We're faded. This is fucking We're best. Yeah. Oh shit! I hope we didn't fucking lose a connection again. All right, we're cool, we're cool. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you can also go to iTunes and just type in stolen. You guys are on iTunes? Period. Yeah, we're on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, well, fucking, like, like, just do some Google search shit. Do that action right now. Just say, like, we're on fucking blah. Well, or you can email us at stolenjapan at gmail.com if you want. That's pretty fucking amazing, man. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Faders, for all you motherfuckers out there that are listening to the show right now, definitely check out. So, now I'm not fucking bullshitting you and shit. I fucking book, book these guys and stuff. And they are fucking, not only are they fucking like really amazing musicians. Thanks, man. They are, dude, I'm fucking, don't fuck with me, dude. I'm fucking being serious. <laughs> they are fucking really, really good on stage, dude. They're really amazing performers and shit like that. So, fucking like, if you are in Japan... If fucking like for one chance or another, they're fucking like on tour somewhere, and you can fucking like hear these guys. I'm fucking like like here see these guys. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Well, it's because I, I play pantless. That's why. I mean, you know, I'm standing there with my your chaps with my are schlong, fucking awesome, and my schlong hangs down so low that you know that they, you know it's just a well. That's people. the comedy of the show. <laughs> no, but fucking like no, these guys are fucking awesome, dude. Fucking like like Thanks, definitely check them out. Fucking like do, you know what? Don't even fucking take my word for it. Fucking like just fucking like like go to YouTube and shit. Hear their music for fucking free and be like, dude, their music is fucking sweet. And then fucking buy their shit, dude, because fucking they are fucking awesome. And I fucking I, dude, I'm a, I booked you guys. Fucking so fucking hell yeah, I'm a supporter. And dude, yeah. Mike, thank you so much, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Johnny. I mean, you know, I lo- I love. Playing, you know, at Gamaso and the, and the the gigs that you book, and it, it, I I play music because I just want people to hear it. I, I I don't really, I mean, obviously I'd like people to buy our CD and mm. make some money out of it. But to me, you know, it's, it's it's not my day job, and, and you know, I I don't need to make money for music. I just play music because I love it, and I think I have and we have something to offer. And if it's like your artwork, I love your artwork, you know, and it it moves me. And I think if if my music oh, moves, whoa, yeah. And if I think, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not filleting him here, but I, I think, yeah, do not flate me in this small fillet, room by yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. But but to me, it's like if my if my music affects, me, you know, I'll I'll finish with this story. There's there's yeah. a friend of ours who's a young a young a young musician here in in Tokyo who plays yeah. plays music, and he on on his own he. He's a drummer. Yeah. And he listened to our CD and he charted the songs and posted it on Facebook. He said, I love All on his own. Japan. Yeah, and he and he, yeah, he's a drum student, right? And he he loves our drummer Simon. And he and he posted it on Facebook. He actually created all the charts for all of our songs on the drums. What and the fuck? He did that shit for you guys for free? Because he liked it. God Damn, and he hadn't got. Awesome. He'd only downloaded it. So when I met him, I said, "Here, you please, you here's a CD for free, man." <laughs> like, but, uh, I could have given you the shit. But he liked the songs, and and that that to me like was that that's more valuable than a thousand CDs sold. I mean, that somebody who's affected by that. Holy shit, dude! That yeah, it's kind of like the podcast code to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it gets to me. Fucking downloads, I guess. But yeah, dude, that, that's fucking amazing. All right, 
<laughs> Mike, listen, we're gonna fucking do. I gotta get. I gotta get one more beer before fucking. <laughs> I, I put my fucking my lifeless. Fall down in a minute. Here, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I, I gotta get one more beer before I put my lifeless body in a fucking taxi. <laughs> all right. With all this fucking stupid audio equipment and all this, all high, can we steal this shit? Yeah, we can steal. <laughs> we can. Steal, I would love to see this fucking, this fucking bag, like, bag, like yeah. this fucking like. Uh, this is a karaoke booth. It's yeah. got like fucking amazing shit, dude. Seriously, dude, they got fucking speakers everywhere. Dude, this is like fucking like like fucking 2050. But the thing is, okay, let me think. Let me think. But the thing is, this. <laughs> is there anything you want to say to all the faders regarding like your situation? The, the, like, 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 how to protect them? Is there anything you want to say about that, or about bands, or anything? Anything you want to plug? Anything at all, and stuff like that. Now is your chance. What do you want to do? Go for it, dude. Thanks, Johnny. I want to, pro- I want to plug your art because I think your artwork. Fuck, is- dude. No, shut up for Nobody a minute. Shut up shit. for a minute here. Your art, his artwork is phenomenal, and he's a great. Don't man. listen to him. He, his work. It's all fucking fake. His work. I mean, I, I don't. I don't spend. I don't have much money to spend. So when I buy something, it's something that I like. And his his uh, paintings yeah, and his work, really like, were phenomenal. And and I I hope I can get some more. I, I love that series with the the girl with the with the record. I mean. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. I, I, I thank you very much. Thank you very much. But 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 but, but all right. Is there anything that you can plug about like like helping people? That are in like like you like, mean like not you? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, not me, dude. Oh, sorry. Don't help uh, me at all, dude. Fucking like. Uh, yeah, I, well, I okay. Some... Seriously. Yeah. Kizuna, please. CPR, Japan. How do you spell that one more time? K I Z U N A C P R. Check it out if if you are worried at all about your relationship about about you're you're with a Japanese girl or guy and you're worried that you have a child or she's pregnant or he. You know, whatever. Just, yeah. just, just be careful. Yeah. Be fucking careful, because you could. Sorry, I, I burped. You could lose. Okay, go go for it. You could yeah. lose your child. That's the negative side. On the positive side, music. There's a great music scene here. There's so many great gaijin bands here, there's and a lot Japanese of great bands and Japanese Japan. bands. Um, the music scene in Japan keeps me keeps me going. There's a lot of fucking amazing... Dude, it's yeah. fucking crazy how fucking good the bands are. That's oh, so yeah. weird. They, they, they blow There's me a away. lot of really, really, really talented people that come to Japan. That's the fucking weirdest thing. Because you think, you think like, all the fucking, like, all right, all right, talking about bands, here, order me another beer. Okay. Give it's, me a second. Talk about bands. Okay. No, Keep talking. You order the beer, I'll fucking talk. All right. <clears throat> There's the thing about Japan and stuff. Like, you think, like, like all these fucking, like, losers come to Japan just to make it big and shit like that. But actually, you know, there's a lot of people that are just, like, really interesting, that are really, like, creative and shit, that are fucking, they just come to Japan and stuff, you know? Well, I'll stop you there. I think most of the people who are in Wait, Japan... Wait, did you get a beer? No, they didn't answer. I'll did try you? it again in a second. Oh, God. Most of the musicians, it. Johnny, most of the musicians I know here are not full-time musicians. They are usually mostly English teachers. Right, like us. But or Tiz has some whiskers. They, they're an ex- exception. But most of the, like people like Jimmy Banks or Andy Kinlay, well, Andy's a recruiter, but most of, most of the people here have day jobs. Yeah. But, so they don't need to make money from their music. This And this is important. They're not out to monetize their music. They're playing music because they love it. Yeah. And because they have something to offer. Mm. And I think that's more valuable. Like, to me, it's more valuable than somebody like you you name an artist Justin Bieber or whoever who's out there making money on their music and they have to make money the the people here in the gaijin scene have jobs right they don't need 
they're 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 okay. They play yeah. music because they love it, and they write songs because they love it. And the same with me. Beer. Okay, beer. That makes it more valuable. It does. My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.